Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into. That topic is if your fat loss is stalled. Um, I want to go over my fat loss, uh, my decision-making process uh, when when that happens uh, with with clients um, and how to troubleshoot that. But before I dive into that, just have a few ways you can help support the podcast. Uh, So first, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. And again, I appreciate everybody that does that and listens to this podcast uh, in general. Next, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. Uh, That's where I'm most active. So if you have any questions um, and you need to reach out to me, or if you want to just keep up to date on the content I put out, that's uh, the best place to go for that. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. And with that, I hope you uh, lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. We also find that there's typically one or two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol that are keeping you from seeing the results you want to see. And so if you're interested in finding out more, the link for that is in the show notes and you can check out the program. And then lastly, uh, if you are interested as well, you can just reach out to me on Instagram and we can uh, chat about it there. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So I'm sure you've been in a fat loss phase and, and things have stalled out. Uh, you know, it was going well, then maybe things um, slowed down. And so, you know, a lot of times people automatically, they either think something's wrong with them, they can't lose body fat, they don't realize that, you know, sometimes things can slow down, you have to make some adjustments along the way. Um, you know, it's not just a, a linear process on, on the way down. But, you know, people also think that, that, that they are stalled out because fat loss slows down and then they, but they also are overlooking things like adherence and uh, whatnot as well. And so either way, you know, if you're, you know, if, if you're with the, have the thought process of, you don't realize that things can slow down, you're just going to keep kind of, you know, being in a deficit and maybe that's not working. Um, and, and you're not, and so you either going to stop the, the fat loss phase too early, or maybe you're just like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to give up. And then you just go back to what you're doing before where you had a couple you know, you had some wiggle room there to make some adjustments. Or again, on the other hand, if you think that you are just stalled out because of metabolic adaptation or whatever it may be, but then you don't realize that there's also an adherence aspect of it that you you could be overlooking things, you know, this is going to, you know, that that will again, you'll be misapplying what what's going on and and you could be again ending the fat loss phase. You could be making in that case, you'd be making an adjustment. And dropping calories when you don't necessarily need to, um, which obviously comes with, you know, more food restriction, things like that. So either way, uh, this is uh, here to help you kind of troubleshoot that that fat loss process if, if things have slowed down a little bit. So very first thing we're going to do is in this situation, we're going to look at like, say you've had one or two weeks. So again, what is actual plateau? You know, if you have one day where your weight comes up just a little bit, or it stays the same, um, or if, if you're at it. So I, I think I'll take this from two, two different ways. So first, I think the, the first misapplication here of, of a plateau is one, you are weighing it at the wrong times. Okay. So you're, you're weighing in separate at different times each day. Um, you know, maybe one day your weight's at 165, the next day it's at 167. So you automatically think, oh, I'm at a plateau. I need to make an adjustment. Okay. So that's, that's one misapplication here of, of a plateau. So you're not at a plateau yet. The other misapplication is 
you know, if you do take your average weight for the week, you know, you weigh in first thing in the morning, post bath or pre-food or drink, you you do that consistently, you do it three times a week, you take that average. And then, you know, one week you see that that things have slowed down. You think, oh, I'm at a fat loss plateau. You know, those are two common misapplications there. So, and that first one is, hey, you need to zoom out. You need to take your scale weight under the same conditions. So, you know, first thing in the morning, post bathroom, pre-food or drink, take that average for the week to get a better idea of where your weight is trending that from day to day. And that second one, you just need to, you know, wait it out one to two weeks, you know, one week where your weight doesn't trend down uh, on average doesn't mean you are at a plateau. So I think that's the first thing um, that we need to do is we need to realize that, you know, what is an actual plateau here? All right. So it's been, you know, two-ish weeks, you take your average weight for the week, things are really slowed down. Maybe it's two to three weeks. Um, Again, if you have a time constraint, like you have something coming up, you probably want to be closer. You want to make an adjustment way sooner. If you don't have a time commitment where it's like, hey, I have to have this fat loss phase done by a certain time, then you can maybe push it out three weeks just to kind of see, right? But you know, once you get two to three weeks of things not moving, you can consider that a, a fat loss plateau. So that say say that's where things are at. So and also one more thing here that I want to add on before we dive into these things. The other thing is, you know, pay attention to other metrics as well. Um, how your clothes are fitting, progress pictures, measurements, because you know, maybe your scale weight isn't necessarily moving down, but you are losing body fat and you're either just retaining a little bit of water weight or uh, maybe you're adding some muscle. So in that case, you do need to look at that as well too. So that's another, that's a third uh, thing that I want to add um, to that. All right. So say all those things are not moving. It's been two to three weeks. Now what? So first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at your adherence um, before we make any changes and we're going to run an energy audit. Okay. So while it could be metabolic adaptation at play a bit, it's likely your adherence. And I used to think metabolic adaptation played a, a big role in fat loss stalls. Like I was like, oh, that's totally why somebody it's like, you know, metabolic adaptation is a thing and it plays a big role and you're stuck because of that. So you need to make an adjustment. Um, again, your body, I thought, you know, in there, met, metabolic adaptation is at play here at least a little bit, but it's not going to be as big of an impact as you, as you think. Right. So in my experience and what I've learned over the years is that adherence is a bigger issue at play in, in 99% of cases. So again, it could be metabolic adaptation, but likely not. Um, so again, this is why we need to look at your adherence and we need to run an energy audit. And again, it could be metabolic adaptation, but we need to do this first because, you know, if we didn't run this energy audit first to see if you're potentially overlooking some calories where you might be eating more than you think, we'd be doing you a disservice because it's like, you know, we may make some changes where we don't necessarily need to, we just need to improve our, our adherence. So let's, let's think about it this way. So why is adherence such a big issue during fat loss? You know, the longer you do something that isn't like quote unquote fun, the tougher adherence is going to become. So, you know, not to mention when you restrict calories slash lose fat, you start to see an increase in hunger, less energy overall. Um, so it's tougher to make good decisions and your body is going to find the path of least resistance. It's going to find what's easiest. And so, you kind of have this, these two things playing kind of coming together here where it, the longer you do something that isn't like fun, right? I mean, losing body fat, that's not fun. You, you know, the longer you have to do that, the, the tougher adherence becomes, right? It's just more likely you're just going to be like, oh, it's boring. I'm not, you know, it's slower than I thought it was going to be. You know, you start just, you kind of lose sight of, of the goal, right? So you have that going on. But then on top of it, you also have the fact that as you lose weight, the longer you restrict calories, you're going to find that hunger comes up, um, energy levels go down. And so it's like, if you're not actively tracking these things and, and you just kind of wing it, like, oh, I'm losing body fat. I'm going to just like, you're naturally going to find that you're going to end up eating more calories subconsciously and things get tougher. So you have these two things coming together. But even if you do track 
your food intake. This can still happen because, uh, again, you're going to, your body's going to find the path of least resistance. So you might skip out on like, Hey, I was logging or I was tracking all my food. Now I'm tracking maybe 75% of the meals. Um, you know, I was weighing everything out now, maybe only weighing out 50%. Um, I'm more so eyeballing things. Uh, maybe I was meal prepping a little bit more. Now I'm not, I'm eating a little bit more on the go. So it's like all these things come together here in this, in this fat loss phase, which makes sticking to a calorie deficit just very challenging. And then not only do you have all these things that are coming up, but then you have the environment and the environment is just geared towards weight gain, right? Again, you're just going to have food marketing come at you. Like every, if you watch any TV with commercials, there's going to be food marketing, you know, maybe you watch people eat on TV shows or whatever. And it's like, oh, that gets you to want to, to eat or drink or whatever it may be. Um, and then, you know, you, you leave your house and it's like, there's, there's food everywhere you go. You go to the grocery store, there's food around, you go to events, there's food around. So the environment makes things very challenging to stick to, to add the icing on the cake here with this. So, you know, what this means is you need to run an energy audit on yourself before decreasing calories, increasing movement, or taking a break from fat loss because of metabolic adaptation, right? It's likely that those are playing a bigger role than metabolic adaptation. It just, it just gets tough. And this is why, you know, you can, you'll see two things on this. This is why you'll see people see weight loss super quick um, because, you know, you can stick with anything for two to four weeks, but it's like, once you get past that four week mark, what, what kind of happens there? And then this is where you start to see adherence slip. And then you start to see weight loss slow down and maybe even go the other way. Hopefully I can remember my other thought on this. Um, Well, it's something in my mind, so I'll have to I'll come back to it. So let's go over some energy audit uh, examples. So a few things that we're going to look at as your movement decrease. So as if you're not tracking your steps or movement or anything like that, um, you know, as you diet for fat loss, the longer you do it, you are going to see your your neat is is something that does drop or can drop, and it can drop more more so in in some people than others. But we need to look at movement. Has that decreased? Um, so so what I would do here is you know track your steps like. It, make sure those are not dropping. Like you can't do anything about your subconscious movement, right? You can't do anything about blinking less. You can't do anything about fidgeting less, whatever it may be. But what you can do is pay attention to your steps and see if if that's dropping, you need to get that back. So make sure you maintain that or potentially uh, increase it as your fat loss phase goes on. You know, are you tracking things like snacks and grazing? Are you again, letting more of that stuff come in uh, than what you did initially? Right. And be honest with yourself. This is one of those ones where it's like, are you letting snacking grazing come in? No, I'm not doing that. But then, you know, it's like, well, actually, you know, I did do that. Oh, shoot. I, that, yeah, you're right. Um, so again, double check yourself uh, on that supplements, you know, are you potentially adding in more supplements uh, or are you not tracking your supplements, right? Those can add some calories meals out. Are you starting to go out to eat a little bit more? Again, there's a lack of control with those meals. Um, and really it's up to the chef or whoever makes the food there in terms of how many calories are actually in them. So those can be an easy way to, to add in a lot of extra calories. Are your serving sizes correct? Um, did you stop, you know, weighing out your food? So, you know, do- double check those, those things, right? And, and so, like I said, be honest with yourself here and do not skip this step. You know, if, if, for example, you find that a couple of those things are off. And again, even if you're off by hundred, 200 calories, it's like, it might not be one of those things. It could be a combination of those, you know, that's going to be the difference between weight loss or weight maintenance, or, you know, a slower weight loss compared to a little bit of a quicker weight loss. So if this is the case, you know, give it one to two weeks of better adherence before uh, feeling like you have to make a change, right? Because if you do that, you're naturally decreasing your calories because you uh, are finding out ways where you might be letting a little bit more calories in into your diet without you realizing it. So a client was seeing decent results in his fat loss phase, but for the calorie amount he was at, I just felt like his progress should have been better. 
So we ran an energy audit and we found that his serving sizes were off likely 100 to 200 calories per day or more. And he wasn't logging like 100-ish worth of calories per day from supplements. And so even just after one week of doing this, uh, basically his he dropped a, uh, one kg, which is 2.2 pounds on his average uh, for the week, right? And so the plus here is that he didn't need to decrease calories or increase movement. He just needed to improve consistency uh, a bit more. If you are interested in a little bit more of a deep dive in an energy audit, go back to episode 175 of, of the podcast. Okay. So... You know, you look through that and and you think it and you you know maybe adherence is good, right? I would say in seventy five percent of cases or more, it's it's likely an adherence issue. Okay, so you know really double check that that part of it. So let's say adherence is good. Now at this point, what do we do? So your first option is we can decrease calories by five to ten percent of what you're currently doing. So if you have enough calories to work with and or your movement is already fairly high, then you want to decrease calories. So again, if you're at the point where it's like calories are really low. You don't have much movement there with that, you know. I would be less likely to want to decrease calories. So kind of see where you're at. Um, and, and again, if the if the you drop the number down to one that you don't think is sustainable, you might need to go to the last step, um, which we'll what we'll talk about here. But again, if you have some calories to work with, you know, drop them by five to ten percent. And so what we want to do here is we want to take them away mostly through carbs or fats, and really try to avoid taking them away from protein, unless protein is just super high. Um, then, then you would want to uh, potentially drop protein. But in most cases, we're going to leave protein the same just because I'm not ever going to set somebody's protein where it's so high that it's like, okay, you're not getting in enough fats and, and carbohydrates. For one, it's just not a fun way to eat. And then two, most people aren't just, it's not a practical way to eat. So again, we usually keep protein around one gram per pound of body weight, give or take a little bit plus or minus, depending on preference and, and things like that. But again, we want to make this change mostly through carbs or fat. So that's where we would take take the the food away from. So if you're at like, I'm just making up numbers here. If you're like 150, uh, 200 grams of carbs per day, you make that change through carbs, you drop maybe to 175 to 150. Again, whatever that that would add up to. I'm just making up numbers here. You could do a combination as well too. Um, but you know, take away from whatever's the highest, and you have a little the the most wiggle room to to take away from. Because um, again, with fats and carbs, you know, we do have minimums that we want to hit for carbs. We want it to be about a gram per pound of body weight. Now, when you're in a fat loss phase. That might not be possible because you're just low calorie and it's not going to fit in. But but fats are the ones, fat and protein are the ones where we do really want to hit our minimums there. You know, protein, we want to be around around one gram per pound of body weight. Fat's about 20 to 30% of your uh body weight. You want to make sure that's the the amount of grams that you have in 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 fats. So again, if if adherence is good, it's been one about two weeks, nothing's moving. Um, adherence is good and, and you have you know some calories to work with, you want to make that decrease through calories because again, we're trying to get you into that energy balance of energy deficit, right? Um, and so one way to do that is by increase by decreasing how many calories you're you're bringing in. Next, we have increased movement. So if you don't have a lot of calories to work with or your movement is low, you know, think sub six to ten thousand steps per day, then we want to increase your movement um, at, at, at this point. So like I kind of talked about, I was like, well, if you have plenty of calories to work with, movement's already fairly high, then that's a case where you want to drop calories. Now, if we switch that where your movements, you know, relatively low, like I said, you're sub six to 10,000 steps per day and your calories are already low where it's like, if I take any more calories away, it's going to be really hard to actually be able to stick to this. That's where we want to try to increase through movement. All right. So this would ideally be through low impact movement, like walking. That's where I'm going to push clients to just because again, it's the least fatiguing. Um, it helps with recovery. Um, and it, you really just get this net basically with all the, you know, all the, all things considered, it's just an increase in energy expenditure. Whereas like with like running higher intensity type stuff, it comes with a large fatigue, like those, those calorie increase, the, 
energy expenditure increase comes with a lot of like fatigue, potential, you know, just not great for recovery. Whereas like with walking, you you actually add to recovery and you also get energy expenditure increase. So it's just a, a win on, on many fronts. So ideally this would be through low impact walking, like or th- low impact movement, like walking. So, you know, think about adding one to two K steps per day. So if you're at 10,000, maybe you go to about 12,000. If you're at 6,000, maybe you go to 8,000 and, and adjust um, from there. Um, but again, movement's going to be the the way to go here if, if calories are already uh, fairly low. So next thing we're going to do is potentially a combo of both. If you don't want to pick just one, like again, maybe you just want to do a little bit of a smaller calorie decrease, but also a little bit of a smaller movement increase, you can do both, right? So so maybe you do something like two and a half to 5% of calories and then like 1,000 steps per day rather than you know 2,000 steps per day or 10% of calories per day. So just pick the lower end of each and go with that, right? So that way it's not a big dent in, in either one. But again, that's going to help us get into that energy deficit again, because you're going to decrease the amount of calories you bring in. And then you're also going to increase your movement, right? So we're going to tip the scales in, in the, in the, uh, the, the negative energy balance. Basically, let's say that you, maybe you've already done this a couple of times, or maybe your steps are really high calories are really low. And it's like, man, I just, I can't really go any lower. I don't think I'll be able to stick to it. Um, or it's like movement. It's like, I'm not able to get any more movement in, you know, this might be a sign that, Hey, it's just time to take a diet break. Okay. Um, so if you're starting to feel super worn down, you have extremely high hunger levels, your libido is shot. You don't think a calorie decrease or movement is feasible. And you've been trying to lose body fat for more than like 12 to 16 weeks. Then it's probably time to take a diet break. You know, this diet break can be one to two weeks or it can be longer depending on where you're at. And I've talked a lot about diet breaks recently. So I would uh, push you to go there, uh, to those episodes. Uh, so I looked it up, episode 280 is where you want to go for uh, how, to, how to implement a, a diet break. But this is at the point now where, uh, again, maybe you, you've you had this fat loss plateau. So so there's a couple ways we can look at this. First, you've had a, you're at a fat loss plateau. Um, and again, your calories are already low. It's like, I can't really, I don't really want to decrease anymore. Um, movement's already super high. You don't really want to increase that anymore. And you've already been fat loss dieting for 12 to 16 weeks. Okay. Hey, you know what? Diet breaks probably where you want to go. You've probably milked out this fat loss phase as much as you can. So it's either, again, you take a short diet break or we take a longer diet break where we go to maintenance, or maybe you go into a building phase for a little bit of time. The other one would be that you, you know, you, you make these changes. Uh, and then again, like one to two weeks go by, like say you, you were, you were stuck, you make this change, you either increase movement, decrease calories, another couple of weeks go by again, I would check adherence first, you know, look at that. And then from there, if you're still finding that you're not seeing things trend down, it's like, hey, we need to we need to get you into a, a diet break at at this point, right? You just need to take some time away from fat loss. And you're again, you're, and on top of it, you're also showing these signs of like feeling super worn down, have extremely high hunger levels, your libido shot. Like if you also have those, it's like, hey, we need to just take a diet break at this point. You've milked everything out of this fat loss phase, and you need to take a break. If you just keep going at it, you're not going to see a lot of progress. You're going to be putting in a ton of work, and then you're the, the longer you do that, the the risk of weight regain rebound is going to be extremely high. So that's how I go about, uh, you know, making fat loss decisions here in terms of like, okay, Hey, do we make a decrease? Do we just stick with the plan or do we go to a diet break? So hopefully that was helpful. Um, if you guys have any questions on this topic, let me know. You can reach out on Instagram. Um, that's it for now. I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.